Welcome back to a very special current events episode of Uncanny Treks. That's right. We are talking about the Flash movie. Yeah, wait, is it just called the Flash movie, Matt? I don't even know it, what the fuck this it is. It is called. just it is just the Flash, Bobby. The Flash. All right. We are talking about the Flash movie. We are part of Uncanny Treks. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Matt, have you uh returned okay from your run? You feeling healthier? You feeling refreshed? <laughs> Bob, got to say, I left the theater on the fence with this film. Just, oh, and I'm still okay. not quite sure how I feel about it. it. I told you, I said, give me, give me a couple of days. I saw it uh, Thursday, the first showing. It's officially a couple days, man. It's Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the first showing of it on Thursday at three o'clock in the afternoon. There were lots of people like me there watching it. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh, not not a packed house or anything, you know. The, we bought our tickets yeah. in advance, but we didn't we we, we didn't have really have to. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A dear friend wanted me to see this with her, and I was just like, I I just don't think I can. <laughs> like, I just well, don't think I can. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, we're gonna spoil the entire. I'm gonna spoil the shit of this, Bob. So if if you are someone, if if, if you're planning on seeing this film, don't listen to this podcast yet. Listen to it afterward. Yeah. After you yeah. see the film. But if you want the whole movie spoiled for you, we're, I'm going to spoil it all for Bob because I know he's not going to go see this. Nope. Nope. Aquaman 2 hasn't come out yet, right? No. It's weird that I'm not sure if it has or not. Um, <laughs> I'll probably go see Aquaman 2. But man, I don't know if I got any other DC movies in me. Even the James Gunn ones, man, they don't look good to me. You got to go see Blue Beetle, Bob. I, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I, I do not need to see Blue Beetle starring George Lopez. I'm, I'm good. So, Bob, here's how I want to do this. I'm going to assume that you saw like the commercials, and the trailers, right? For the film. Yeah. But, yeah, I did. I did. At least some of them. OK. But, you know, they were hard. to They were hard to avoid if you occasionally go to see a Marvel movie in theaters. Yeah, if you just turn on your TV, they were everywhere. And then the merchandising. Well, I, uh, I don't have live TV. Matt. Yeah, well, yeah, but the merchandising, Bob, was crazy, too. They've, they've already put out like all the, the toys and all the things that go along with the film. Based on what you've seen from the promotional material, I just want you to tell me what you think happens in the film, Bob. I mean, this doesn't seem that hard because there was a pretty extensive trailer, I feel like. I guess it was before Guardians of the Galaxy or maybe it was before something else I want to see. It basically looks like uh, Ezra Miller tries to time travel to save his mom. That goes wrong. The multiverse goes haywire. You got it, Bob. That's the plot. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, that, I, I think that last trailer made that like pretty clear. Yeah, that's the plot. Barry goes back in time. And he goes to when uh, he ends up like when Ezra is like 18. I mean, uh, the the past flash is like 18 years old. And the Ezra Miller that we're in, the, the Ezra, Ezra uh -huh. Prime is basically, you know, an adult flash. He's been the and flash for a just while. Just to be clear, 
these two Ezra Millers are from this just different parts of the timeline in one universe. They're not from different universes. Okay, that's where it gets confusing because really they're from a different universe. But initially they think they're from the same universe. Correct. Yeah. Initially, Flash believes that he is in the same universe, but he's not. Can I just say, like, as a general point, you can do time travel or you can do the multiverse. You can't do both. Oh, trust me. They go for everything with this film, Bob. I get that they're trying to, like, one up Spider-Man and everything everywhere all at once. But, I mean, come come on. Well, they're trying to one up everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. So then you get, like, uh, yeah. so... At the same time, that the Flash in the past, the, the Flash in the past, the eighteen-year-old Flash, he doesn't have powers. Okay, yeah. you can powerless. call it. Let's just call them Young Flash and Old Flash. For young it. Flash, Old Flash. Yes, Young Flash doesn't have powers yet. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're watching TV, and they see that Zod is invading. Old, old Flash and Young Flash are watching. Old TV. Flash and Young Flash are in the past, and they're watching TV, and they see that Zod is invading, just like in the oh, Man okay. of Steel film. Okay. Yeah. 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 So old Barry's like, no, no, no. We need to get the the Justice League on this. So he starts Googling everything like, okay, where's Wonder Woman? Where's uh, Cyborg? Where is Superman? Uh Uh And none of them exist. Okay. But really a lot of them shouldn't exist anyway because they hadn't like Superman doesn't really show up until Man of Steel, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like. It, that part yeah i never saw that movie but that was oh, my yeah. impression <laughs> well Did yeah and then like cyborg turns into cyborg you know closer to the justice league movie so i, I didn't compare that yeah out. just to, as a side note do you remember that uh story from the i believe it was the greatest batman stories ever told volume one it's called to kill a legend and it's about like the phantom stranger transports like this is like maybe came out like 1980 or so. Yeah. And the Phantom Stranger transports Batman and Robin like to another world where he can uh, he can try it. He can save the Waynes so that Bruce Wayne can, you know, grow up with his parents. Yes, I do remember that. And it's very similar to that. Yeah. And there's like a there's like a detail. And it's one of the things where like Robin observes that little Bruce Wayne is a, is a little shit. And <laughs> he observes that like there's like no um there are no heroes in this universe. Like Krypton doesn't exist. Atlantis and Themyscira don't exist. And so he's like, well, I mean, they kind of are going to need Batman at least. And so like <laughs> Dick, Dick is like encouraging him to just let, you know, let nature take its course with regards to the Waynes. It's a really great story. So, so Bruce is a little shit and deserves to uh, have his parents murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, th- this, this I mean, fall, you, this, this, well, this actually, I, can't, I, I can't ask you that question, Matt, because it touches too close to your job. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let the listeners imagine the question I might pose to yeah, Matt. Yeah. Knowing, knowing. <laughs> Sorry, right. I, 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 I derailed you. So he, you're, they're you're Googling the Justice ball. League. They can't find the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, so, but they can find Bruce Wayne. And, you know, Barry knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So this world's Bruce Wayne happens to be Michael Keaton. Okay, so young Flash is the Flash of the universe of old Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, there's so many multiverses. It's just like you don't really know if it's the one that you know that we watched <laughs> when we were watching '89 Batman. Sure, we'll we'll say it yeah, is. We'll, Why we'll, not? We'll go with that. We'll just go with it. So yeah, 
So anyway, so and then okay, so they know they need a Superman. They need Superman. That's that's who Zod's after. He wants Superman. He wants that DNA or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Uh, somehow they come up. With, they come to the conclusion that there is a Kryptonian in Russia. <laughs> it's not super clear uh, how they so figure Superman, this out. They read Superman Red Sun. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's all I could think about. Was like, okay, for some reason they're going to Russia and they're going to find Superman, and that sounds like his ship landed in Russia, just like the Red Sun. But but no, that's not the case. They get there, they find out it's Supergirl. It's Kara. Oh, that that's that actually is where her uh, her ship lands in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. So it's Kara Zor-El. They rescue Ooh. her, although in a Superwoman outfit. That a fact that I'm still bitter about. Yeah, they did it on purpose because uh, she has about 15 minutes of screen time and dies. So, you know, don't don't get too attached. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. That's yeah. that's actually kind of surprising. I mean, I'm sure this is just because of the controversy over Ezra Miller's you know string of crimes. But like they really put her front and center in the marketing I saw. For oh, yeah, movie. they did. They really in 100 uh, percent. And by the end of the film, you realize that there was a whole lot of stuff redone after they you, you, the, the last act of this film is all fucked up. But yeah, then they all uh, get together to fight Zod and Zod kicks their asses and the Flash nice. realizes that you can't change certain things. Can I insert a question here since sure. we're, we're, we're at them? Uh, so I love Michael Shannon and Michael Keaton, uh, two great actors. How visibly bored are they as Zod and Batman in this movie? Okay, Keaton is great. And that's why I'm so on the fence about this film, Bob. Okay. Keaton acts like Keaton Batman the whole time. Okay. Except okay. for during the fight with Zod. And that's mm. only because I once again I think it was poorly cut together because they uh, had okay. to they had to make it where Keaton's Batman and Supergirl both die. Oh, so Keaton both Keaton's Batman and Supergirl get killed by Zod? Yes. Wow. The, Man. the only time you feel like Keaton is even like phoning in is during that fight with Zod. And I feel like it's because they had to like get some more vocals from him and just like he literally yeah. probably phoned it in because <laughs> it was, yeah, it was yeah. it, like my brother and I laughed at one part when he like talks because you're like wait a minute it doesn't seem right like that sounds like the the impression I I got from Facebook reactions was that the CGI is pretty rough on this thing yeah they uh there are probably less than five scenes where Keaton is actually in the suit like the actual oh, the, wow. the actor. Wow. Everything else is CGI. <laughs> so, but it's not his. You can't see his face though. Like they've gotten, they've gotten to where they can do a lot of stuff with like the fight scenes where they just, you know, it's a CGI character or a stuntman fighting. They did the yeah. same thing in the original Batman. I mean, Keaton was rarely in the suit. I, I thought I saw in the trailer we see Michael Keaton driving that stupid motorcycle from the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. No, that was that's uh, Ben Affleck Batman. Oh, that's Batflick. Okay, so we're that's not there flick. yet. That's still yeah. jarring. Well, no, we, okay. I'm sorry. We actually passed. I went over all that, Bob, because it's kind of like filler, but I'll oh, never I'll mind. Key, I'll key that, in later. Sorry. No, that's fine. That, I, 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 I don't care about Batflick. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but then how, how is Michael Shannon as Zod? Is he visibly bored? Okay. Michael Shannon as Zod is so bored that I just thought they CGI'd his face like onto nice. something. Nice. Like I didn't even know he was. Nice. Like they could have easily have done him. And then I don't know who plays the female invader. I can't think of her name. Uh, it's I know it's Ursa, Ursa from, name. From, but it's not Ursa. Yeah. It's another it's, character. She's there and she doesn't really have a speaking part, but it's her face. And you're like, I hope they didn't. I wonder if they paid her for that. Apparently, the lieutenant is Farrah Ull. 
That's her. Yeah, she was. She's in it. And then there's the the other guy was in it, too. He's the one that kills Batman. Okay, and she's a German actress who's best known for the show Dark, which I haven't seen, but I hear is good. Noah and I are probably going to watch that at some point. But they they brought all of them in to do those scenes. And you could tell, I mean, Michael Shannon just they they easily just could have like pasted his face over somebody. Yeah, no, I I, I hope he. I hope he got paid uh, uh, big bucks and I hope he was only there for two days. Uh, he's he's such a great actor and he deserves better than this shit. And the problem is, too, like my mind, like the plot of Man of Steel is not ingrained in my brain, like the plot of a lot of the movies, you know, in the past. Yeah, there's so yeah, many damn you, superhero you, films. You, did, you didn't see it as a uh, as a child. <laughs> yeah, it's not like ingrained in my brain. So I don't remember like, like they could have easily just used the same scenes and CGI Supergirl over <laughs> Super over Henry. Cavill wow. If they really so basically, basically uh, the. The woman who played Supergirl is Sasha Cali. Uh, yeah. Basically, the only thing she's been in is the young and the restless. Yep, soap opera actress. Yeah, that's that's good for her. Good for her. Like I said, with the fighting with Batman, like his most of his scenes look very CGI, which is kind of the uh-huh. norm now for that stuff. So, and I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. because I, I think the Batman CGI looks so much better because. There have been so many companies out there, and I'm looking at Rockstar. You know the uh, the company that makes the Batman games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just done such a good job with that. I think a lot of their character work probably just cut it. Like they just took a lot of that stuff, those assets, yeah, and moved interesting. Them over. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Zod wins, and uh, Batman, Super, Supergirl, and Supergirl Batman are dead. die, yeah. and then Old Ezra realizes that that he can't change the past. Because there's always certain things that are going to happen. He actually agrees with your version of time travel. It's a canon event, bro. Exactly. He agrees with your version of time travel. And they even go, and, even, and Michael Keaton even goes so far as to explain how it works, Bob, which is kind of cool. Uh, he's making spaghetti and he's like, here's a spaghetti noodle. Usually think of time travel as, okay, you haven't, you've created an alternate timeline and he splits the spaghetti. But it's not uh-huh. really like that. He just takes a big stack of spaghetti and just like rotates it. You've just changed uh, the past and the future. <laughs> they also talk. There's a lot of Back to the Future references. If you like, you know, Back to the Future. Just to make clear to uh, to you, the canon event thing is a very stupid gimmick in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's exactly what happens here. In that, Bat Superman Zod has to win in that universe if Barry's mom lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, because. <laughs> Yeah, because there, there, there would be a, a deep connection between those two events, of course. Yes, Bob. There's a very so. Deep I would, I would say that's not exactly my my theory of time travel. My theory of time travel is more. I tend to suspect uh, you couldn't actually change the future that much through time travel because, sure, you could change discrete things like quantum leap style, but it just doesn't matter. Like you know, like what happens happens for lots of reasons, and. The idea that like, oh, you know, this one this one random lady doesn't get murdered by Professor Zoom or whomever. Oh, so that means Kryptonians take over the earth. They, that just to me, that just doesn't follow. And I, I also have the theory that I think he annoys you that like people aren't special. So if you kill a special person, that just means somebody else will probably do something pretty broadly similar. Yeah. Barry's all up in the, like the butterfly effect stuff. And like uh, so is uh, Batfleck. Is also about uh, butterfly effect. He's like, if you even step on a blade of grass, it might destroy the content, uh, the, the, the the time continuity. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. About, I'm not about that. I'm not yeah. about that. So you're not. You don't. You don't follow Batfleck so much. You lean more towards no. Michael Keaton's theory, but that's okay. I, I don't. I don't think I explained Michael Keaton's theory that well. You need to have Michael. That's Keaton okay. Explain to that's you. okay. That's why you should go see the film, Bob. You should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. 
should we keep going with the plot summary or should we move on? Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah, yeah. Barry realizes that he he has to he can't you know do this. So the other Barry thinks he can. The young Barry. So he keeps going uh-huh. back in time trying to change it. You see, Keaton's Batman die two different ways. Oh man, they really needed to kill to kill Keaton's Batman, huh? Yeah, you see, Supergirl die twice, and then. Oh. And then, like, then you ju- he just keeps going back and doing it over and over again. Each time he does, he keeps getting injured by, I think, I think it's Zod. He gets injured by Zod. He gets, like, he gets pieces added to him, and he becomes the Dark Flash. Whoa. Because he's driven himself insane going Whoa. back and trying to stop all this. Young Barry sacrifices himself when the super Dark Flash version shows up. <laughs> like... Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's it's nothing great, and then that's the end of the film. <laughs> so, so no, so uh, an important question about the end: Do they like Crisis on Infinite Earth style reset the universe? No, Bob, they don't. Huh? So it's not it's not really clear at all how this is going to lead into like the James Gunnified DCU. So, or- Bob, they introduce the multiverse through CGI renditions of dead people. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I, so, who are who are our big who are our big uh, examples of grave robbing that we get? Okay, grave robbing, Bob. You want that first? So we've got Christopher Reeves. Oh, that which is the worst. That yeah, yes, that's not tasteful. And I will say this: that back in before Christopher Reeves died, there was this video that they put the out, Super Bowl of, commercial. I think it was of like Christopher Reeve walking. Yeah, it was a Super Bowl commercial. But it I remember before he, b- before he died. So he yeah, gave it his was. permission. He did give okay. his permission. Yeah. That was but okay. I, re- I, I remember watching that like at a Super Bowl party with my parents' friends and everyone just being like, that's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, but at least they got his permission, Bob. Yeah, yeah, at least. <laughs> it, 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 I still think it was in bad taste, but at least it's it's definitely an infinitely better taste than this. Yeah, now, yeah. This, I'm sure they got the his estate's permission, but come on. Like, it's just. It didn't Actually, I'm not good. sure that they, I'm not sure that they do. I mean, it depends on how the contract was written. Warner, but, Brothers, Warner Brothers owns yeah. the likeness, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, but they put him and they put Helen Slater Supergirl next to him in case you forgot that movie existed. Yeah, I which I know I remember. I remember. Which I'm guessing they just did that because the other Supergirls in the film. I, I think if she not been in the film, they wouldn't have gone that direction. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, there's a shitty Supergirl film. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I, I can see how they'd want to like. But it's the, it's the first time you've ever seen them both on screen, technically. Yeah. And they're trying to create like a sense of like many shared DC universes. Right. Is is Helen Slater alive? Yeah, she's alive. Okay. okay. So they got her permission at least. All right. You also have George Reeves Superman. Well, again, not necessarily though, because she might not own her likeness. Oh, that's true. So you have George Reeves Superman at the very beginning of the scene when they introduced the multiverse. Also in bad taste. In bad taste, but yeah, that that's that's a whole different thing. There's a scene where there's like Jay Garrick's flash. It's like because Barry's running and then they're showing like the scene where like they're going back in time and like you see uh-huh. Jay Garrick running, which is kind of neat. I like that. So he's not with the George Reeves Superman. Kind of, yeah, he kind of is. He's in that same like, t- like they, they, it looks like it's in the same world. Probably I think it's what they're going for. 
Okay, yeah, I was wondering if they were trying to like establish like a, a golden age, a black and white you know, something. Yeah. I think yeah, I want to say I, I, don't quote me on this. And for those of you that have seen the movie, I, I don't know for sure, but I do know Adam West Batman is in there somewhere. He may have been in the oh, same. I, I, I thought they said they didn't. They say they cut Adam West Batman. No, he was there. He was in like he was, he was in there. And he, okay. he says something like you hear him talk, but it's just it almost um, looks like a scene from one of the shows. It is, his doesn't even to me look like a CGI thing. I saw this on Facebook and it confused me, so I looked it up. Okay, there's apparently two actors who played Jay Garrick on the Flash TV show that just finished. I've never yes. seen it, and this has spoilers. The the second one, the real one, I think, was played by John Wesley Shipp, who played Flash on the 90s TV show, played Barry Allen on the 90s TV show. That's correct. The, yes. the first one, I think, was this guy, this actor. But apparently it turns out that he's not actually Jay Garrick. He's like Professor Zoom impersonating Jay Garrick. That's right. But I yeah. guess he, he I guess in this he really is Jay Garrick. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing though. So I, mean, okay. I don't know if they were okay. trying to make that connection or just whatever. But he interesting. It looked cool. It okay. made me think: Was there a Flash show back then? I was like, No, there's not a Flash. We're being stupid. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is kind of surprising. This is the first Flash movie. It's also kind of weird to like that it's the first Flash movie, and it's just you know it's really just a Michael Keaton movie, as you've said. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me hit back those cameos, Bob, because there's still a couple more that you need to talk about. There's a scene where Nicolas oh, Cage's Superman from the failed Tim Burton <laughs> treatment fights a giant spider to further jerk off Kevin Smith's ego. <laughs> I mean, I sure that why not? Why not? That's now, the thing well, I object. That's the thing I object to the least about this movie. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, what pisses me off is like the Internet ruined that for me. Like it's Aww. like somebody like even the director confirmed Nicholas Cage was in the film. He was just trying to get people to put like to, to go to see it. Yeah, I did. I did say I did see some people saying that a lack of secrecy did kind of ruin this movie. If, yeah. if more of these had been actual surprises, it it would have been a better. There there were two surprises, Bob, that I knew nothing about, and they were actually surprising during the film. Uh, uh-huh. Wonder Woman makes an appearance very early in the film. Gal Gadot, and it's okay. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, okay. Yeah. Uh, because the beginning of the film is basically like a Justice League Timverse episode. You you got Alfred on the mic, you know, telling everybody what to do. You got the Flash; he's like catching these babies that are falling from the sky. You got Affleck Batman on a Nolan bike chasing down the son of Falcone, and then there's Wonder uh, Woman who just kind of shows up at the end. So huh. of, of the whole sequence, huh. so that wow. that was interesting to see her out of nowhere because I I didn't expect to see, but she was also in the Shazam film. I think she's trying to. Uh, oh, she was re- in the Shazam film. Yeah, she made another cameo there too. Oh, I think she yeah, actually I resurrect. Mean, I think she actually resurrects Shazam if I've read correctly. I, I didn't see that film. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Now, that, that's Shazam too, right? The one, the yeah, one that Shazam just came too. out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the the huh. biggest the biggest surprise, Bob, that no one saw coming, is at the very end of the film. Barry, Barry returns to his universe and like this very nice car rolls up and all these reporters. And this like, is Teen Barry or this is regular Barry. No, Teen Barry's dead. Teen Barry sacrificed Teen Barry, himself. Okay, so this is yes. regular Barry. This is regular Barry, but, yes. But now the DC cinematic universe is not what we thought it was because who does he see? He sees George Clooney as Bruce huh. Wayne. That's, that actually is kind of funny. Yeah, it was a hilarious joke. 
Like it was funny. I was laughing out loud. Now people in the audience, when I was watching, some people were laughing. Others were like, what? Because <laughs> like, it's just kind of out there. But yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And it was a joke. It was so obviously yeah. a joke. But people on the internet seriously think like, so what does this mean that George Clooney's the new Batman in the DC oh, in the movie universe? I'm like, no, jackass. That's not what it means. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Oh, but that that would be so funny. Oh, man, I'm just I'm picturing all the Snyder fanboys like screaming that they've replaced Batfleck with George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's OK. That, that, that actually is good. Bob, the film literally ends with the Flash saying, what the fuck? Like, that's how it ends. Because he doesn't <laughs> know who this guy is. He doesn't know it's Bruce Wayne. He's met Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. He's met Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. But it was meant to be a joke. But I think originally that was supposed to be Michael Keaton. And then that's how they worked around it. Because it, what was going to happen was that was going to be Michael Keaton. And then Keaton was going to be the new Batman for the DCEU. I don't get that, but I don't want to inquire about it. So let's just keep oh, well, moving. Well, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. no let's just keep moving. Let's you remember the, back, the canceled Batgirl show and all that shit? I thought it was a movie, wasn't it? Or a movie. Yeah, the canceled Batgirl movie. Like he was going to be in it. He was going to be like the Nick Fury of uh, of the DCEU. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I had to sit and wait for this like long ass post credit scene. It took forever, Bob. It wasn't like the usual Marvel shit. <laughs> it's Aquaman. He's drunk with the flash. The end. Oh, I like Jason Momoa enough that I, I will go see Aquaman too. <laughs> well, sad as I told kinda... my brother Aquaman was the next movie, completely forgetting about the Blue Beetle. So what does that tell you? I mean, that just means that I've convinced you of my theory, Matt, that we're they're really not going to release Blue Beetle. I, I feel so bad for that film because that could have been something really cool. But, you know, it's I, if, if I'm already forgetting about it, come on, like I, I, as much Blue Beetle stuff as we've read and done. You know, I, it's no contempt for Blue Beetle, no contempt for the idea of a Latino superhero movie. All that's great. It's just uh, it, the trailer just looks got awful. Yes, it looks terrible and nothing like the source material. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So I guess the important question then, Matt, any strange cult vibes off Ezra Miller in this movie? So, Bob, Ezra Miller can act every single scene, Bob. They're inter he's interacting with himself. So, so in one way, you didn't answer my question. And in another way, you did, because it, it seems like you're joining the Ezra Miller cult, Matt. That's what I'm hearing. I am, Bob. He, the damn, guy's a damn good actor. He's a damn good actor, Bob. <laughs> I do. I don't really remember him very vividly from Justice League, but I do remember him being pretty charming. And then like one of the only like selling points of the Justice League movie. Yeah, well, and with these two flashes, he creates two like distinct characters and makes you really believe that they are interacting with each other. Like, you know, I never really stopped and said, you know, wow, there you can tell he's in front of a green screen talking to like a stand in. Mm -hmm. I never felt that mm -hmm. way. Now, the other CGI. Yes, the other CGI was terrible. Like, and they did <laughs> like it, but they got this down. Yeah. Interesting. But, interesting. So did you and your brother have any like big divergence of opinion about this movie? Not really. No, we, we both agree that the CGI is just kind of hit or miss with some stuff. My brother said he thought it was stupid. They released this after the Spider-Verse sequel. Yeah, I, I'd agree with him. That's uh, that's kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, it already would have felt pretty derivative of the, the multiversal Spider-Man movie I didn't see. But to not to not get this out before uh, the yeah, the Spider-Verse movie, that's that that's kind of malpractice on DC's part. 
Yeah. And he also thinks that the, like the commercial, the leaks, the merchandise, they really ruined most of the surprise. But I mean, can you imagine though, that if they wouldn't have dropped that Keaton was going to be part of this? I mean, yeah, they, and then they he shows up on screen and you're like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> I, and I just gone into the film thinking it was a flash origin story, you know? Yeah. But then again, would I have gone and watched it had I not known Keaton they, was going to be? I don't know. You probably would have if they just sold sold Affleck heavy and then the, the fake out had been, you know, it's Keaton and Clooney instead of Affleck. Yeah, that, that would have been pretty awesome. But So, Matt, since you basically went to this as a Keaton movie, even though, you know, you are joining the Ezra Miller cult. So you you were surprised by or not surprised, but you were like satisfied by the amount of Keaton in this movie, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was plenty of Keaton in the film. Okay, what a what a weird weird film! What a weird weird time we live in. Has your uh, brother already seen the Spider Verse movie? No. Y'all should go see the Spider Verse movie in theaters since you've uh, already broken the seal on the theaters. It's a I, I I tell you, man, it's like there's a lot that's wrong with the Spider Verse movie. Don't believe the universal praise, but you can't take away that the animation is beautiful, and I I promise you, like. The only time you want, yeah, you only want to see it once, and the right way to see it is on is on the big screen. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I have I have many problems with that movie, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's really beautiful animation, and it's worth seeing on, on the theater screen. But uh, I can just tell you here, Bob, the CGI in this Flash film, we're talking like PlayStation Two, which probably means nothing to you, but <laughs> <laughs> Matt, the CG, the CGI in Spider Verse, we're talking like PlayStation Thirty Three. Nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, if only it wasn't three hours and ended and didn't end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's part one. That's what I couldn't figure out. I was like, part one, damn. I also, I really don't feel like I knew there was another sequel coming soon, but that didn't prepare me to spend like you know. Well, actually, I didn't spend it because my friend picked up the tickets this time. But that didn't, that still didn't. It didn't prepare me to spend three hours and you know hypothetically spend like sixteen dollars for part one. You're gonna invest six hours, Bob, into this Spider-Man saga. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm probably gonna go see uh, Spider-Verse three, but I will say. I, you know, I am going to see the trailer first before I before I definitively say I am going to see it. All right, Bob. So what is this with going back to the flash? What does this uh-huh. say about the upcoming James Gunn universe thing? Absolutely. Does it sound like it say says anything from what it's, I can tell about what you've said? It says jack shit. It just means that, oh, there is a multiverse and James Gunn stuff's going to happen in another one. <laughs> That's really all it says. Yeah, or the same ish one that's been changed by Ezra Miller, maybe. But I, yeah, I don't know. Possibly, man. but I, I don't know if they're going to hire Ezra Miller back to be the Flash. We'll see. So, do we just have Blue Beetle and Aquaman two, and then we start getting James Gunn movies, or is there other stuff? Oh, that's it. Superman Legacy will be out after yeah Aquaman two. Yeah, man. Like I'm already like losing faith in Superman Legacy because it's like they're gonna have the they're going to have the damn authority in Superman legacy. I saw and, that, yeah. <laughs> and so that probably basically just means, you know, that story where Superman from the, I think it's from the early aughts um, that I, don't think, I think it's called, it's by Joe Kelly. I'm pretty sure. And it's called like whatever happened to truth justice in the American way. Yes. And I'm it's like it. Superman fights like authority knockoffs led by a guy named Manchester black. Yeah. It was, it was like, a good, good issue. Uh, it was yeah. A good, good issue. Yeah, it's a fine it's a fine thing, but like I don't 
want to watch the movie of it. I mean, they already made the animated movie of it. It's called Superman versus the Elite. I don't really want to watch that in live action. And I also I just I don't know. I don't feel like that's the right way to to get your optimistic Superman like established in the public consciousness is like, well, let's just let's have them fight the the grim dark authority and then spin them off into their own their own movie. I don't know. It just doesn't seem promising. The Batman film that's coming out after that, the Brave and the Bold film, that has the same director as The Flash. Andy Muschietti. Interesting. He did It chapters one and two. Oh, yeah. I heard that was pretty terrible. I heard that movie Mama with Jessica Chastain was pretty good, but I didn't see it. Yeah, well, he's directing Batman Brave and the Bold, so there's that. Maybe he'll do a decent job. I mean, did it seem like the directing was good? I know you 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 had your complaints about the uh, the CGI. Yeah, the directing was fine. I mean, the pacing of the film was fine, but they did they crammed a whole lot into one film. I mean, you literally had Flashpoint and Red Sun all mixed in to one movie. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what to say, man. What a what a yeah. just movie. What a profoundly weird time. All right. Well, this has been uh, Uncanny Tracks special episode on uh, The Flash. Uh, I am Bob in Cascadia. That was Matt in the Southland. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.